Let's see, I've been working on a new record um, that comes out. I got a new single called Heart of God that comes out uh, late July and a 15-song record coming out in late September. Um, pretty excited about it. Um, I feel like maybe it, it, it feels like a, a little different record than I've written in the past. Uh, it feels a little more mature for me and finally getting to say some of the things that I've wanted to say and kind of feels like a songwriter's record. Um, so I'm excited about that. And... Um, Got a, got a tour starting in uh, September with a new artist by the name of Ben Fuller, who I think you guys are going to love when y'all finally get a chance to meet him. Uh, he's got an amazing story, and then we're going to continue that into the Christmas, and he's going to come out and do a Christmas tour with me. So um, about 65, 70 shows left for the year, and then have a little break. So, <laughs> <laughs> And when you say a little break, what does that mean, for real? And then uh, we'll kick it back off probably in late February, early March, and play 35 or 40 shows and then have a little break through the summer and do the same thing again. So, But I, I won't be writing a record this year in January and February, so I should have some time to just kind of <laughs> okay. chill. So. so we had asked a couple, we asked like maybe some you know, questions before you got here. So one of the questions that was asked, and we're just going to jump right in, was like the process, your process, writing songs, putting an album together. What's that look like? Um, for me, I... I I'm always trying to write titles for songs that I want to write, so I'll keep a running list of of, uh, of titles for a song, you know, ideas kind of. Um, I may start, you know, a chorus, or I might, might start a verse, and I write lyrics all the time. Um, I hadn't, I never, I'd never really co-written music until I moved to Tennessee. I, I would, I'd always just written songs by myself, and I've got hundreds that I never finished probably because of that, because you kind of get stuck in tunnel vision, and, and you put them down, and um, but I think the co-writing process has forced me to finish a song, you know, in, in a three or four hour period. And so when you take an idea into another person or, or even two more, um, you start to get a different point of view. Maybe it takes you a place that you didn't think the song would go. And a lot of times we'll write write a chorus first and then work our way backwards. Um, if the chorus feels strong enough to continue with, then it's worth trying to write a good verse and bridge. So, um, But for me, most everything I write, comes from a lyric first um i hardly ever start from a melody or if there's a melody it's just in my head you know there's but most of the time it's it's lyrics that i write and uh and just keep it running list the notes in my phone and i'll you know a lot of times you'll have a lyric or something that you've written and somebody else you're writing with has an idea for a song and i start scanning through my phone and looking up words that i feel i might go with that title and find you know lyrics i wrote two years ago that'll sometimes work for that and kind of take us in another direction so yeah so uh, I, I, I think of songwriters as like superheroes because I, I could not write a song to save my life. If I wrote a song, it would sound like it would sound like some other song, and it'd, it'd be terrible. <laughs> but uh, so being a superhero, uh, tell us a little bit of your origin story. Like my origin yeah. story, okay. <laughs> right, you guys want to know the origin story, right? How did this thing start? Uh, you know, for me, it. I think it all goes back to my family. I have a really good foundation. My mom and dad. Um, they really taught me what it was to put my faith in Jesus at an early age and um, planted that seed. And, and so the roots were there. Um, even though I ran away from it uh, for a number of years, when I, when I, got, I got myself in, in some trouble my senior year of high school, um, and I ended up dropping out of school. Well, I, I ended up initially getting kicked out of school for drug use and um, had a bunch of, bunch of drama and school board meetings and people involved. And the next thing you know, well, we'll just suspend him for 10 days and he can come back to school, and um, I decided to drop out, and I dropped out of high school at, my, at Christmas of my senior year, and 
I lost two Division One basketball scholarships, um, and then I thought my life was over. And I, I worked for my dad, who had a construction company for about a year, and then I walked on to a junior college, and I made the basketball team, and I got a full scholarship, and I moved four hours away from home. I had all this new freedom and found myself pretty much back in the same same place that I was in high school, just trying to outdo somebody and impress somebody and party all the time. And um, that same year, I tore all the ligaments in my ankle the day before my freshman season started. And I didn't play my first year in college, but my roommate had, had a guitar. And um, it was in the corner of our apartment. And my dad had played music for 40 years. I'd been around music my whole life, but I never had a desire to play an instrument until I couldn't play sports. And so I picked this guitar up. And um, I just remember the first time I held a guitar feeling drawn to it in a way that I hadn't been to anything else. And, um, taught myself how to play some chords. I took a creative writing class the next year in college and started writing poetry and started writing music and fell in love with it. Um, but I was also in love with this lifestyle or this idea that to be a rock star, you had to live a certain way. And, and so I struggled for about 15 years to, to try to live up to this other person that I had tried to become and thought I had to be. Um, and then in 2012, I was on a tour in Europe. We were driving across Spain, and uh, I was in, you know, maybe the lowest place I've ever been in my life, and my wife was pregnant with our daughter, and she said, if you, you don't make some changes, we're, we're not going to stick around. You know, we're not going to watch you kill yourself. And um, I, I knew enough about the Lord, you know, to start, you know, asking some questions, and I just said, God, if you're real, prove it. And we were in into this tour for about a week, and we were driving eight hours across Spain one day, and our bus driver was scanning stations, and it stopped on a song called Redeem by Big Daddy Weave. And when I heard that song, everything just changed for me. I, I remember realizing in that moment that, you know, God God sees us all in a way that we'll never see ourselves. And um, I called my wife. I, I remember coming home and canceling my shows and quitting my band. And we, uh, we started going to this church in our hometown. And within the year, the church came and asked me if I'd be interested in helping them launch a campus. And so... Um, I went to work for them for about four years, worked full-time, leading worship for college and Sunday mornings, and uh, I became the director of this, this campus. And, um, you know, I thought this is exactly where I was supposed to be. You know, this is all I've ever wanted to do is play music ever since I touched a guitar. And um, out of nowhere, I was leading a Christmas, a Christmas service one night, and um, this guy introduces himself as a producer and a songwriter in Nashville, and he invites me to Tennessee to write some music. And... The third time I drove over to write music, we wrote Chainbreaker together. And uh, and so we sat on that song for about six months, and the record label heard it, heard it one day in a meeting, heard the demo, and offered me a record deal just on the spot after hearing the demo. And so here I am almost 40 years old signing a record deal, you know, in 2016, and I was like, this this doesn't happen, you know. And, and it was just one of those things where it was like when you finally, um, you know, when you finally – get yourself in, you know, basically following Jesus and not trying to do it all on your own and thinking you know more than everybody else. That was that was when it changed for me, like doors that I had tried to kick down and walk through my, you know, entire music career had just started to open, you know, and I feel like, I feel like God knew that had I had those opportunities before I met Jesus, I wouldn't be here today, and he allowed me to walk through those, those times to, to stand on the stage and tell people, you know, how good he is and what he can do in your life, and so, um, yeah, so that's 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 it. That's why I write the songs I write, and you know I'm, I'm always trying to write from a personal place or a season of life that I've been through, and maybe hoping that somebody out there can relate to the same thing that I've gone through. So. 
Yeah, that that's awesome. And and so you're this is a room full of youth leaders, right? That in so someone who's no I stranger. do not envy you guys, goodness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Super yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, you know, just your your story and that kind of being no stranger to, you know, the hurts and struggles and what what like what would you say to, you know, this opportunity to room full of youth leaders, what would be some of that wisdom that and advice you'd give them? You know, I think a youth leader has to be kind of like a parent. You know, you've got, you've got a lot of kids that, um, that are looking up to you that are, that are watching what you do. Um, and you've got to be setting an example for, you know, this younger generation because they're going to do everything they see you do, you know? Um, and, like I said, for my parents, you know, they, they planted that seed at an, at an early age. And I think if you plant that seed and you water that seed, you know, it might take a while for it to grow, but it eventually does. And, um, so you guys, yeah, I mean, you got your work cut out for you. I'm not going to lie. Um, working with kids, I can't imagine how that is. I've, I've got my own that's, you know, tough enough. I can't imagine doing, doing it for a whole class, but, uh, you know, I think, um, setting that example, you know, um, for me, um, you can't lead if you're not being led. And so uh, being in the word and, you know, having, having that, you know, getting fed, you can't, you can't feed other people if you're not, you know, full yourself. So I, I think it's encouraging for all of us to hear a story of someone who, you know, their life was going one way and how God changed it, yeah. transformed it. So that's, I mean, I think that's encouraging for us as youth leaders because uh, we all know kids that are going different ways. Hey, how, how can we pray for you? right now how can we support you your ministry or how can we pray for you tonight uh we want to pray for you before you go uh yeah i mean i think the biggest thing we're we're always you know keeping us healthy and strong on the road um you know we play well over 100 shows a year and uh you know our, our families make a big sacrifice our wives especially um for us to be out on the road they're taking care of our families and keeping things going while we're out and so i think just praying for our 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 better halves, you could say, uh, praying for our wives and our children and, and praying for us to stay healthy on the road because, you know, with everything that's gone on in the last few years, I mean, you know, one COVID case can shut down an entire, you know, tour for months. And uh, we don't want that. You know, we want to be able to go out and do what we feel like God's called us to do. And um, health and strength and, you know, our families is the biggest thing to pray for. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate that. Hey, would you all just reach out your hands, and we're going to just pray for Zach and the, this band there. Lord, we just pray today. We pray for our brother here and, and for uh, everyone that travels with him. Lord, we pray for your blessing on them, that you would be with them, strengthen them, keep them safe, keep them healthy. God, we pray for their families back home. We pray, Lord, that you would protect them, watch over them, keep them safe, and, and Lord, keep them encouraged. Uh, I'm sure there's times when they're discouraged. I'm sure there's times when they're lonely. I'm sure there's times when they... Uh, when they wish they could all be together. But Lord, thank you for, for the sacrifice they make so that we can attend events like this. And uh, so God, I just pray your blessing on Zach and, and all everyone that travels with him. Lord, I just pray you'd be with them. Bless them today, tonight. Uh, Lord, may it be just a great time of uh, ministry, a great show. May you be glorified. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Y'all have fun tonight. Appreciate y'all.